0: Welcome to another episode of The Brand Called You. We've got lots and lots of very, very interesting people who bring to our show their knowledge, experience, and wisdom. And today I have a very, very accomplished lady, Unima Savargaokar with me. Unima, welcome to the show.
1: Thank you, Mr. Ashutosh.
0: Unima is an electronics and telecom engineer. She was a scientist with ISRO and then she moved and founded a company, an organization called Enriched Soil and Soul Private Limited. She's a car rallyist. She's a poet. She's an awardee of the Innovative Farmer Award from ICAR. And, you know, she's accomplished a lot in her life. So, Poonima, tell me a little bit about your early life. Uh,
1: thank you, Mr. Ashutosh. When uh, we hear... Uh... About ourselves, you know, you feel like you're meeting yourself (laughs) every time, you know, for the first time. So thank you for a lovely introduction. So early life, I uh, was born and brought up in a rural part of Maharashtra, Mm -hmm. uh, my father being in government servant. So day 10th, I studied in Marathi medium, uh, typical Maharashtra school. After that, I chose to go to science college in Maharashtra. After 10th, we go to college. Mm -hmm. So from there, my journey into science perhaps began and graduated in engineering from a little bigger city called Aurangabad in Maharashtra. So after that, I did a one year of lecturership in a private government college Mm. and there I felt that, you know, I'm just uh, teaching what I read from the book Mm. and don't uh, have any experience to give uh, sound to my voice. Mm. So I wanted to leave that and I was looking for some industrial experience uh, to apply, you know, what I learned during all my education. Right. That's when I got an opportunity uh, to apply for ISRO. Mm-hmm. And I got through in ISRO. So, in ISRO, I was there in Ahmedabad for 13 years. Okay. And after that, I left ISRO and came to Gurgaon in 2002. So, since okay. then, I've been in Gurgaon.
0: So, you know, you, you mentioned uh, that you were in a small city called Aurangabad. Yeah. When I used to work for ITC, uh-huh. that was where I was transferred. So, I was the financial uh-huh. controller of the ITC hotel there. So, okay. But that so, was in uh, Lord,
1: 79. That- <laughs> so, if you consider Aurangabad as a small city, Mr. Ashutosh, my yes, schooling ma- happened in a, uh, in a town called mm-hmm. Parbani, which
2: mm-hmm.
1: is, I, uh, I think, much, much, much smaller than Aurangabad. I
0: agree. <laughs> I agree. So, Puduma, tell me, you know, from space to Mother Earth, you know, from ISRO to sustainable urban gardening. Tell me about this journey. Talk to me a little bit about the kind of work you were doing in Isro and then what made you transition?
1: Okay. So let me tell about first two things together in single frame. Mm -hmm. I think it's a story of fern and bamboo. Okay. Uh, The story goes like this, that uh, God spread both the seeds on the earth at the same time. Mm -hmm. While the fern grew faster, grew all over the earth, the bamboo was nowhere to be seen. Mm -hmm. So after perhaps four, or five years, yeah. the bamboo shoot first started coming Correct. above the earth yeah. and then it was unstoppable. Mm. So the God was wondering and asked the bamboo, when I spread both the seeds together, mm. what did you take so long to appear above the surface? Correct. So the bamboo said, I was developing my roots for five mm. years.
2: Yeah, that's a great story.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so I think my Isro, happened because of my structured education, because of the ambition, because uh, what you know, society, parents, teacher want you to perform and use your education to earn a uh, repute, to earn uh, bread and butter, to support your family financially. So like fun, it happened with a structure, it happened with a speed, it hmm. happened with all guidance and it was all over.
2: Right.
1: But... I think my love for nature was like seed of bamboo. Okay. So it always persisted within me. It always remained there because I remember even uh, when I was a bachelor, Mm. I always had a few planted pots around me. Mm. And uh, I have uh, said in my um, interviews, you know, I always saw my parents gardening. Wonderful. And doing food gardening, doing exotic flowers gardening. So I think gardening was just rooted inside
2: me. Very interesting.
1: And after I left Isro and came to Gurgaon, I really didn't have uh, anything because coming from a scientific background, coming from that structure of ISRO, uh, Gurgaon didn't have that opportunity to offer me anything to. So I think that bamboo started shooting up, you know, and my love for nature started showing up with the speed of bamboo. So even after I got married, I had family, I had children. I always had plants around. I had fruiting plants, fruiting trees in my garden, a small garden. And after coming from that rigor of nine to six, whatever little I could do, till date those trees exist in my Ahmedabad home.
0: (laughs) Okay, so you know, you were speaking about growing your roots, of course, but being surrounded by plants in Ahmedabad and in Gurganv. Tell me a little bit about enriched soil and soul private limited.
2: Oh yeah
1: so it so happened that i was facing many challenges while growing food particularly here in gurgaon weather and then i observed my gardeners around whose gardens used to be beautiful one thing i noticed starkingly was people generally prefer seasonal gardening here it's like season changes, you sow some seeds, buy some flower plants and they die and then you throw them away and then go for the next season and this continues over years and year and season by season. Correct. I hardly met any gardener who stored seeds for his or her next season. Yes. I hardly met a gardener who ventures into perennial trees, perennial plants in uh, you know contained area. Uh, I hardly met gardeners who grew their own food. So then I thought that I have always seen my parents uh, doing this. They never did one type of gardening. They always gave importance to growing food. They always gave importance to having trees around, even mm-hmm. if it is just a nimbu and kadipattaka tree. But the trees were essential part of our my parents' ever changing garden, ever changing because my father was in a transferable job so then uh, I tried doing that and came across drastic failures and setbacks Mm -hmm. but in ISRO my one of my main jobs was failure analysis of satellites Mm. so those 13 years of ISRO trained me to consider failure as a new opportunity to do something in a a fresher way in new way or look at the same thing with a new vision I see till you analyze and till you get the feedback you implement those corrections in your system and then achieve what you perhaps call success otherwise my training in ISRO was like failure we used to say wow and god that failure you know that kind so I implemented that and that came handy to me without my knowledge or without my purposefully introducing that failure analysis into my gardening. Mm -hmm. So when I started analyzing, I felt that here, soil, air and water, all the three, which are uh, basic needs of a plant to grow healthy and to grow perennially are challenged. The soil here is very coarse, sandy, it's like a rock dust. Uh, with a pH, anything above eight to bring pH from eight to seven point five, perhaps you take you need years and years. And what plants need is the ideal pH of seven seven point five. So then air is dry. Most of the air, most of the time of the year, air is very dry, and the water is very hard water here with uh, you know TDS of the order of eight hundred, nine hundred, twelve hundred. So then I did a little bit of research, little bit of, I started uh, contacting uh, people around our country. And uh, then I realized, okay, when I can't do anything much about water and air, I can do something with the soil. And fortunately, uh, people whom I contacted were organic gardeners and they were mostly from southern part of India. So I also felt orphaned because South India is blessed with air, water, and soil.
2: Right? Yes. We <laughs> certainly are not.
1: Yeah. So therefore, I took it as a challenge. I started studying more about soil. That is when I, my children were a bit grown up. I had some free time in my family, so I took a tour to South India, to Bangalore, to Chennai, to Pondicherry, to Madhya Pradesh. Even I kept going back to Maharashtra and started uh, studying about air, water and soil. And that's when I learned taking control of soil and that is creating my own soil. So I got through many Eureka moments of creating this soil. And after I was settled and very happy with my own garden. Uh, Doordarshan Kisan had once approached me for one episode on my soil technology. So I happily gave because I wanted to give this message of a good soil to all urban gardeners. And after that episode, I will say people literally pushed me into enrich soil and soul. They said, yes, we understand this problem, but now we want a ready-made solution as you have already spent your so many years into this search. Uh, why don't you provide us this soil? Mm-hmm. So that's how this venture of Andhra soil and rose
0: came into who it. Knows, Maybe we'll start seeing Andhra's Amrit Mitti being taken by ISRO to the moon for. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I wish, I wish, because if uh, you know the ISRO scientists and all over the space scientists are looking for life in space, so perhaps this carbonaceous soil can give them some lead. <laughs>
0: So, you know, moving on, uh, Podima, you know, you speak about reduce, reuse and recycle. Yeah. Uh, till a few years ago, nobody really bothered, but now I see an increasing awareness. I think this awareness is coming through our children. Yeah. How does, you know, reducing, re- reusing and recycling affect each one of us personally?
1: I think each one of us has traveled a long, long way away from the nature. I'll give you a small example of plastic mm. uh, you know contradictorily plastic is made from all the natural elements right. which otherwise are quite reusable recyclable in the nature but when we combine them and make plastic now the same plastic is towering in front of our lives and uh, you know consuming our earth consuming uh, air pollution because everywhere the plastic pollution we are calling it pollution so that is the difference when we look at our resources our resources which are natural which were at a certain point of time they were enough for every life on the earth but we have overused those resources in past few decades when we have overused the resources, we are calling ourselves very technologically advanced uh, population. So I think our challenge of using technology for our own betterment to either generate resources or create resources from the, the abundance of non degradable material that we have already created really? so i think as educated people as technology people that is our challenge mm-hmm. and therefore each one of us who is today an only waste generator so if we convert ourselves from the waste generator to either waste reducer or waste reuser i think we are just you know taking our resources for a longer time otherwise which the world is telling us that the resources are limited and they might be over soon very soon sooner than what we think we use our education our technology to uh, you know circulate these resources whatever we have created we have created um, many you know non-degradable and wrong things for the nature but if we just bring them back into our system rather than throwing them on landfills, I think our journey will go a bit longer.
0: So one more question uh, on you know, Enriched Soil and soil before I move to some personal questions. Yeah. Tell me, you know, how are millennials and the Gen Z's changing the entire concept? I mean, I find my children who are older, but certainly millennials, they are so much more aware yes. than I was. What are
1: your thoughts? I agree with you completely. Because we, I think, were the luckiest generation to have a perfect balance of everything in life. It was balance of finances. It was balance of time. It was balance of control. It was a balance of you know, resources, balance of freedom. I think our next generation has escalated logarithmically into all these domains that I'm saying they are suddenly uh, you know leap ahead in time in management in resources in finances in their understanding and in the information that is around them therefore their freedom their control everything is logarithmically ahead so therefore they are more aware because it's finally the management what our generation is also doing is just managing so we had perhaps, you know, in, in the modulation of time scale, we had perhaps longer gaps, but this generation is in a digital era. It's zero one, zero, one, zero, one. It's nothing analog, it's nothing between zero and one. Yeah. It's either zero or one. Right. So therefore, they are more aware and therefore they are more challenged to our generation as parents to understand them, to give them the same freedom to give them the control vis-a-vis freedom and to give them the right path among so many options available to
0: them. Amazing, amazing. So Pudumat, I have time for a few questions for you personally. My first question is that, you know, in such a successful career or life where you've actually transitioned from science into the Mother Earth, of course, using a lot of science there also, Are there any people who've had an influence on your life? And if yes, give me two people and what you've learned from them.
1: Lovely. So first I will give my uh, teacher of my uh, primary school, founder of my school, uh, Shivankar Gurji, who uh, is known fondly as. So he was the founder of your school, Mr. Ashutosh, and he was polio affected. He could barely move his limbs. The only part of his body that we saw as children, I was in fourth grade when I met him first time and then I saw him as a teacher. So it was only perhaps his head and uh, you know eyes and nose and all. The vision of a personality that he inculcated me as a child I think stays with me till today. Amazing and the second uh, influencing person on my life was my mother my mother i used to we all children used to call her Hitler reborn but uh, she you know was the greatest critic the greatest challenger and the the uh, greatest i should say a major of my success she taught me that your education is nothing If you are only able to read and write what is being written and given to you, your education doesn't come without practicing your culture and having enough experiences on what you are reading or writing. Then it is called education. Otherwise the degrees that you are showing to me are merely a stamp to earn bread.
0: Amazing. Well done. Well said. So tell me, you know, what would be three words? that define
1: Purnima? Connect, Mm. confidence, and resolution of
0: thoughts. Very nice. And connect, I'm assuming, is with people and Mother Earth.
1: Connect with everything, Mr. Ashutosh. In my, this venture called Endless Soil and Soul, what I'm trying to do is, why am I, uh, you know, inspiring people to grow food? Because I'm finding that we have lost, connect with the food that we eat. That the basic cause. Therefore, we don't bother where does it come from, where does it go to. We don't bother throwing it away. We don't bother bargaining for that five rupees for a farmer without understanding. So connect with everything that you do since you get up in the morning.
0: Well said, very nice. So my next question to you is that if you were a role model to millions of children, who followed your life choices and you have made some amazing life choices. What would be the one thing you would change in yourself?
1: I would be more humble. I think I lack that uh,
0: more than you are now, despite it so much,
1: much, much more than what I am now, because again, I'll quote my mother i remember uh, i had lost my medical seat by one mark in uh, when after i completed my 12th and i was crying and crying and crying i was howling like you know just one mark why did this god do to me so that time my mother had said my dear that one mark is lack of humility Mm. so if you had pursued your path your study your planning your vision your dream With being more humble towards your studies, towards your teachers, towards the guidance that you were getting, perhaps you would have got that one mark.
0: So put on my last question to you, you know, there are thousands of people will watch your and my conversation. What would your advice be to a young individual starting off their life and, you know, professionals, entrepreneur, I mean, you've done everything. What would your advice be to them?
1: My advice, first always, remain connected. Even if you are studying, remain connected. You are starting a venture. Remain connected to your very thought of starting a venture. And the product or uh, the idea that you are wanting to bring it up. Never lose your connect. That is my first. Second is, be thorough. In whatever you do, if you are thinking, be thorough. If you are creating, you are doing R&D, be thorough. If you are reading a book, be thorough. Read it word by word, pause by pause, even your own R&D. And third, I would say, be your own critic. Very nice.
0: This is the first time I've heard someone say, be your own critic. That's a very, very nice.
1: Being your own critic, I think, gives you a freedom and a liberty to innovate more, to understand yourself better and therefore again remain connected with yourself. Mm. Unless we are connected with ourselves, we will not have connect with anything else in life.
0: Very well said. Purima. thank you very much. It's been such a pleasure speaking to you and uh, I wish you lots and lots of success.
1: Thank you, Mr. Ashitosh. Thank you for having me over Uh, on this forum of yours and thank you very much for this opportunity. I wish all the best to the viewers and to your venture as well.
0: Thank you for listening to The Brand Called You videocast and podcast. A platform that brings you knowledge, experience and wisdom of hundreds of successful individuals from around the world. Do visit our website www.tbcy.in